in the long, hot English summer of 1976, a spark was lit that would change the face of popular music forever. British punk started as an alternative underground live music scene in sweaty clubs and pubs around London's West End and Camden Town. Spearheaded by the Sex Pistols and The Clash and inspired by the New York punk scene, London's pub rock circuit and a learn three chords and do-it-yourself ethos, that spark quickly became a flame which would spread like wildfire all across the nation. When the Pistols and the Buzzcocks played Manchester's Lesser Free Trade Hall on the 4th of June, the audience was made up of musicians who would go on to establish Manchester as one of the world's most important musical cities over the next decade. Joy Division, The Fall and The Smiths became some of the most important post-punk bands. And it's called post-punk for a reason. Because punk changed everything. In 1977 and 1978, the NME and the Melody Maker were champion punk. Everybody could now get their teenage kicks and join the revolution. By 1979, Jerry Dammers set up two-tone records in Coventry, fusing punk's energy and attitude with old-school Jamaican ska to create a truly British multicultural musical explosion. The music was vibrant and animated, and the bands had something to say. I'm Paul Holloway, and back in 2008, I launched a late-night radio show called Fuzzbox on Pure Radio in Stockport, playing punk, new wave and ska. I teamed up with my mate Brynner, who was well-known for putting on punk, mod and ska nights in South Manchester for years. Over the next five years, we got to speak to some of our musical heroes, including Pauline Black. I mean, I'm always amazed that people are still into two-tone. I, I, I mean, I think it's a testament to two-tone, really, maybe than the individual bands who, who were kind of in it. it. You know, we came along at the right time with a certain way of maybe looking at the world that people hadn't looked at it in that way up until then. You know, black people, white people playing in the same band, doing danceable music, but actually saying something at the same time, you know, with a social and political message. And, and that seems to have captured the imagination of not only the people who were around then, but sort of subsequent generations after that, which I think is excellent. Jar Wobble. How do I address you? People normally, Excellency, or the all-knowing one, Call me John. Yeah, John's all right. Yeah, because <laughs> a meatloaf must have the same thing, mustn't it? Yeah, what do people call him? Yeah, all right, John... meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hugh Cornwall. When putting this album together, uh, you went through Pledge Music, the website yes. that gets fans the opportunity to help you finance the piece. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've also put in there some sort of personal experiences. Yeah. And the one that really caught my eye was the uh, the line drawing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they do in Trafalgar Square. Didn't have any strange requests. Nobody wanted to do it sort of natural or anything like that. No, that would have been interesting. I would have minded whatever they want done, yeah. you know. <laughs> they paid their money, they take the choice. Exactly, eh? yeah. <laughs> Wilco Johnson. I bumped into Ian in Jewelry uh, one evening and um, he said to me, would I like to make a single with the Blockhead uh, backing me? And, and I said, I certainly would because I loved the bass playing of Norman Watroy. What was Ian like? Because there's so many it, myths around the man. You know, he, he was a, a legend in terms of his, his, his poetry and the words that he wrote. But what was he like as a, as a bloke? Well, he, I loved the guy. I loved him. Um, but he was... Uh, there was certainly uh, kind of dark, a dark side to him. I think there was, there was a very dark side to him. Sometimes he could be very melancholy, I think. Buster Blood Vessel. Just to prove anybody that's wondering if you really are Buster... Give us a nini nana nana nana. 
Oh no 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 no! That's Buster, all right? I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Why I've proven it, of course, is always the tongue. John Cooper Clark. We can't play uh, evidently Chicken Town here on Fuzzbox uh, normally, but are you going to do a, a special uh, Fuzzbox edition for us? Yeah, do you want a clip from it? Yeah, go in for the, it. In the, uh, with the Fuzzbox uh, substitution. That would be perfect. All right then. The Fuzzbox cops are Fuzzbox green. The Fuzzbox crooks are Fuzzbox mean. It Fuzzbox costs a Fuzzbox mint. The Fuzzbox look this Fuzzbox skint. The Fuzzbox rent is Fuzzbox spent. The Fuzzbox Council's Fuzzbox bent. Every Fuzzbox fuzzes around. Fuzzbox chicken, Fuzzbox town. We had the privilege of meeting up with the late, great Ranking Roger. In my younger days, when I used to go on the stage with bands like The Police and The Clash, mm. and they were my idols. But to go on stage with them, and you were like 20,000 people there, you can't make a mistake, because you'd never be allowed on that stage again. You still gotta go on there and make an impact or else you shouldn't be on that stage in the first place. And we met some of our favourite bands, including the Stiff Little Fingers. And The Clash came to play in Belfast um, and they were they were denied insurance along with a load of other people. We had turned up at the, the venue, which was the Ulster Hall in Belfast, um, expecting to see The Clash and uh, to be confronted by um, you know, closed doors and the sign saying that they wouldn't be playing. And being Northern Ireland, we immediately assumed that there was some sort of nefarious reason for this. And so we rioted, basically. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, in the grand scheme of Northern Irish riots, it was a pretty tame affair. But, but we raised such a, a hullabaloo outside that eventually Joe and Paul came out to the to the fence and uh, started talking to the folks that were gathered there. And the specials. We have nothing in common as people. I don't like football, <laughs> um, I don't drink as much as Roddy, but the one thing that binds us together are these two dozen tunes, um, most of which we didn't write, um, that we recorded like over 30 years ago. And some, somehow, when we're, on, when we're together on a stage with our instruments, something amazing happens. That's always going to work, that's always going to be the thing that, that, that's going to hold that, that thing together. The members. Punk didn't last very long. We went on tour. We had a huge hit. We went around the world and we came back and literally they said, oh, that's over now. It's Scar. And I was joking with Jerry Dammers. I said, I said, you nicked our audience. He said, yeah, we had all your audience. And I said, but I said, at least Punk lasted for about 18 months. Scar only lasted for about nine months. He said, we had fans out there in Coventry and they all had the pork pie hat. And we went on tour and they came back and they were wearing all the flowery new romantic stuff. And <laughs> they got a rude boy. The undertones. It just seems the most ridiculous thing to do, thinking back on it. But at the time, it was just so easy. We just phoned up the BBC, went through the BBC reception, asked could we speak to John Peel, and we were put straight through to John Peel. And then we sent him a, a demo tip, and unbelievably, he really, you know, he really liked it. I mean, the tape, I've, you know, played back over the years, it's really rough. But somehow you could see... He could see there was good songs in there, and um, compared to most record companies who didn't, so he basically rejected it. So anyway, John, uh, he arranged, I think for, he paid for it out of his own pocket for a session, for us to do a BBC session for Radio 1 session. I don't think there's any other DJs out there who would be prepared to put out money for that, pay it out of their own pocket. Madness. One of the funny things about the, the publishing is that we share the publishing uh, 
me sort of because we're mates as well, but and also to sort of recognise the fact that everybody contributes to the to the madness sound. You know, it's not like one individual; it's seven individuals, and that all their characters come together to create that sound. You know, e even if one person writes a song, when everybody starts playing it and they add their own sort of um, mentality to it, you know, then then it becomes, uh, I suppose, what you call madness. Yeah. That's another reason so, not to, to fall out, isn't it? How many correct, how many great yeah. bands have fallen out because because of those sorts of squabbles? Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, about the money, yeah, about the money and the songwriting, it can get very nasty for sure, yeah. And the Stranglers, nice and sleazy. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's always been a favourite with strippers. Um, I was I was actually seeing a girl a few years ago, and uh, I gave her a greatest hit CD to play in the car, and uh, she called me up um, halfway down the road and said. I used to get on the tables and dance to Nice and Sleazy at a club in Manchester. I Had she remember. forgotten any of the moves? Or? Uh, no, she, no uh, that would be telling. But, uh, <laughs> um, and she said, uh, I never knew who it was. She said, I always loved the track, but I didn't know who it was by. And this young lady, uh, did you ever take her home to meet your mum? You're Absolutely a bad brilliant. man, Paul. You're a bad man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Now I'm dusting down my little black book of contacts and hoping to catch up once again with some of these musicians and some others who helped to shape the punk rock revolution that changed music forever. I want to hear their stories and share with you in a series of podcasts. This is Fozcast. Punk, New Wave and Scar. It's anarchy in the UK. Fuzzcast is a Paul Holloway Media Manchester production. Artwork by Ezra Russian. Music by Rob and Chrissy Holloway. And thanks to Vic Turnbull from Mike Productions.